Would you turn with me this evening, please, to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There's something I'd like to, by the Lord's grace, introduce tonight. And uh, I have it in mind to begin a new series. Is that all right with you? And it's something that we have been on before, I guess, what, two or three years ago now. Uh, We talked about, got into it quite a bit, but we got a whole crop of people with us that weren't here then. And not only that, but a whole lot of things we heard but didn't get. (laughs) And uh, not only that, we're believing for greater revelation, right, always. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and the last verse. 1231, 1 Corinthians. Covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Notice that first part of the verse. Covet earnestly the best gifts. Gifts. You don't see this kind of language all the time through the scriptures, do you? What else did the Lord tell you? Covet this earnestly. Does the Lord know what is important? What is precious? What a person ought to earnestly desire and covet? Normally, When you see the word covet in the scriptures or covetous or covetousness, it's negative. It's don't covet, don't covet, don't covet. This is an exception. This is not usual with other portions where these words are used. And here he tells you to do it, covet it. Somebody say covet. Why? It's a strong word. And it's supposed to get a hold of us and shake us and go, this is important. This is not something you're just supposed to want. This is something you're supposed to covet. You're supposed to earnestly desire it. What? The best gifts. And if you back up and read the preceding chapters, you see he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit are spiritual gifts. Do we hunger for these? Do we desire these? Not as much as we're about to. (laughs) We're going to preach on it. We're going to teach on it. You're going to meditate on it. I'm going to meditate on it. In between services. We're going to ask God to help us with it. And we're going to get stirred up. Until we get hungry. I mean, sure enough, hungry, hungry, not for biscuits and gravy, hungry, not for hamburgers and hot dogs, hungry, hungry, not just for new clothes and new jewelry, hungry, not just for cars and houses, hungry, somebody say hungry, hungry for what? For the gifts. Of the Spirit. Somebody say hungry. 
for the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Say it again. Hungry Hungry. for the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Have you ever been hungry for something? Most people nowadays in, in the States and a number of other places in the world, they don't even remember the last time they've been hungry. Physically. I said, well, I, a lot of times people say, I'm hungry. And really, they just want something. It's time to eat. They just want something. But you go without food for a few days, and you'll get a, a revelation <laughs> of hungry. You go longer than that, and you'll sure enough get a revelation. It's something in you that will begin to drive you. I mean, it's hard not to think about food because your belly is just hollering at you, growling at you, saying, put something in here, put something in here. And it gets louder and louder and louder. And most people won't let it go nearly that long. But can you be hungry for spiritual things just like you can be hungry for natural things? Can you be hungry for Spirit food, the Word of God, just like you could be hungry for natural food, physical food. Can you be hungry for spiritual things just like people are hungry for natural things? You don't have to raise your hand. Nobody testify, but there's most people at different points in their life have been hungry for something. I know I've told you about myself. You know, as a boy, I coveted motorcycles. I mean, I thought about them night and day. In a study hall, I drew pictures of motorcycles. (laughs) And uh, here's something interesting. I, uh, that and hot rods. Me and other boys, we'd talk about hot rods. And, uh, you know, we'd complain about having to study for our math tests, geometry and algebra and all that stuff. We'd complain about all those numbers, having to remember them. But we could sit in study hall and I could tell you the compression ratios on a Hemi engine. I could tell you the ratios on the sprockets and the gears and, of course, a zero to 60 times. To the tenth of a second or less. Now, now learn something right there. Are we having any trouble remembering all these numbers if it's got an engine connected with it? (laughs) But then we say, oh, these other numbers, they're too hard to remember, man. They're just, uh, why? Because you're not interested in that. You remember what's important to you. Are y'all with me now? It's considered a universally accepted, acceptable excuse to say, I forgot. You know, I don't care whether it's children with parents, employees, employers, you know, whatever the case might be, teachers and students. Somebody says, what about so-and-so? And they go, ah, I forgot. And people go, oh, oh, they forgot. They forgot. No, that's not an acceptable excuse. Why did you forget? It wasn't important enough to you. 
If it was important to you, you remember it. So what you just got through saying to your parent, your employer, your teacher is, it wasn't very important to me. (laughs) Well, we're having fun tonight, aren't we? I mean, but it's the truth. It's the truth. You remember what's important to you. Hmm? Somebody said, hey, we bought you a new car and paid for it. Go pick it up 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Are you going to be Wednesday afternoon and go, and they call you and go, why didn't you come pick your car up? I, I forgot. I don't think so. Hmm? No. You remember what's important to you. And when you're chronically forgetting stuff, I forgot, I'm sorry, I forgot. What you're saying is it wasn't important to me. It's not important to me. Especially when you keep forgetting the same thing over and over again. You're saying it's not important at all to me. Anybody can make a mistake, but. Well, what about this? If the gifts of the Spirit are important to us, we're not going to forget about them. We're not going to have to wait, you know, two or three years till the pastor teaches on it again for it to be on our mind. We'll be thinking about it. If it's something we covet earnestly, We'll get up thinking about it. We'll be thinking about it during lunchtime. We'll be thinking about it when we go home in the evening. We'll be thinking about it when we lay our head on the pillow. We'll get up. We'll go. We'll go to bed. We'll get up. We'll go. Go to bed. Thinking about it. Is it really that important that we should be thinking about this and have it on our mind and be earnestly coveting these things? Well, we got a ways to go, don't we? I said we got a ways to go. We got millions of Christians that don't even believe in the gifts of the Spirit. They sure are not coveting them. We got other millions of Christians that believe in them on paper. Just on paper. In theory. But rarely think about them. And never think about a manifesting in them. But you and I are going to change that. The people that's been thinking about it is going to think about it more. People that hadn't been thinking about it is going to start thinking about it. And we're going to think of what are we going to think about? Well, let's back up, remind ourselves of the gifts of the Spirit. In fact, this whole book built up to this point that we read here in the uh, third chapter. Don't turn there, but at 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, he talked to them at length about being, well, turn there. What are y'all laughing about? 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto what? So what are we talking about tonight? Spiritual gifts. Gifts of the Spirit. He said, I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Now, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, the Bible says. But they are mighty through God. Now, these gifts of the Spirit, they are not carnal. Carnal means, uh, is from the word for flesh. Carny. Flesh, carnivore. Flesh, flesh is what this is. 
And this, we also sometimes use the word natural. But really, flesh is the best word, like the Bible used. It's not a fleshy thing. The gifts, say it out loud, the gifts of the Spirit, the of the Spirit are, not fleshy. are not fleshy. What are they? They're spiritual. Now this is so important for us to make this distinction, and I'm going to keep on saying it in different ways, as the Lord helps us. The gifts of the Spirit are spiritual. They're all spiritual. Carnal people try to make them carnal. Don't they? We're going to read about it in just a few moments, but the Bible lists nine different gifts or manifestations of the Spirit. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, uh, working of miracles, gifts of healing, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, faith, our special faith as the Amplified said. And yet a lot of people, I mean, even in universities, even in the seminaries, it is taught, and you hear people's confusion coming out in their terminology. People say, well, I think God's given me the gift of wisdom. The Bible didn't say anything about a gift of wisdom. Well, God's given me the gift of discernment. Doesn't talk about that. Are y'all with me? Or the gift of knowledge. No, a word of knowledge. Well, it's just, you're just being particular about words. No, people are trying to make it a natural thing. Can you see this? They're wise, so God gave them the gift of wisdom. No, no, that's not what this is talking about. Well, they went to school, they have a gift of learning languages. So God has given them the gift of tongues. Absolutely not, no. These are what? Spiritual. They're not natural. They're not carnal. They're spiritual. Well, God gave them the grace to be a doctor, so they're a gift of healing. No. No. Thank God for them. Yes, maybe he called them. Yes, he's graced them. Yes, he's anointed them to do that. But that's not a gift of healing. Are y'all with me now? All of these are spiritual. And the reason I'm talking about this is because this will continue to recur over and over in this teaching because the people that oppose this or don't want to accept this, that's what they're really opposing is a spiritual life versus a carnal one. Everybody, unless they make an effort by the grace of God, will tend to interpret the Bible in the light of what they know. In the light of their experience. So a man or woman reading the Bible and it talks about speaking in tongues. And if they've never spoken in tongues, what are they going to try and interpret that to mean? Something they can make sense of. Somebody that's never experienced manifestation of work in the miracles. They're going to try to water that down and adjust that. To what they have experienced in life. But it doesn't make it so. Hmm? I've had people come to me before. And want to take me to task about speaking in tongues. And tell me well tongues have passed away. I said not with me. (laughs) 
And they want to try to teach me about tongues. And I said, whoa, wait, wait. Do you speak with tongues? Oh, no. How are you going to teach me about tongues? I've been speaking in tongues for years. You should be asking me questions. I'd be like you'd never flown an airplane. And you're going to come tell me how to fly an airplane. And I go, well, when did you start flying? Never. I never have. Well, I've been flying for years. Well, you're going to tell me about flying and you never flown. Well, I've got three doctorate degrees from such and such seminary. Whoop-de-doo. How many of you want to jump in, you know, a Boeing 777 and cross the ocean with a guy that's been to college? But never flown an airplane. He's got five degrees on aeronautics. But he's never flown a Cessna 172. Somebody say no. No. No, I'm going to tell you, do not get in the plane with him. (laughs) No. (laughs) You need to have flown for years and years in all kind of weather and all kind of conditions before you get in one of them big boys. And the same thing is true with these other areas. People, Don't let people intimidate you. And they don't know what they're talking about. Just smile knowingly. <laughs> and say, well, there was a time I didn't speak in tongues either. But I learned about it. And I know it's for today. And I know it's for everybody. And somebody says, well, I don't believe it that way. You obviously don't speak in tongues. Somebody didn't get that. (laughs) I don't believe it that way. You obviously don't do it. You don't hear anybody that's speaking in tongues on a daily basis will tell you that it's not for today. What are they going to tell you? Oh, yeah, it is for you. You can speak just like me. Well, all of these manifestations are what? Come on, tell me again. They're what? Spiritual. Spiritual. Now, this sets the stage for what he's going to talk to them about in chapter 11 and 12 and 13 and 14. He says, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual people, but carnal, because you're babies in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you're not able to bear it, neither now are you able. He said, you're carnal. Carnal. Is growing up in the things of God connected with the gifts of the Spirit? It is. The Bible talks about tasting of the powers of the world to come. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to have some miraculous things happen in our lives. Hebrews talks about tasting Of the powers of the world to come. How many know Jesus did? I mean he walked on the water. He spoke to the wind and waves. He spoke to trees. He had discerning of spirits. He had special faith. He operated in all these things. You see all the gifts and manifestations of the spirit. Except for tongues and interpretation in the Old Testament. Tongues and interpretation is distinctive of the era we live in. From the day of Pentecost and all. And it's, it's quite an advantage. I said, quite an advantage. You must say, well, I don't see any benefit of it. Uh, just because you don't see it, don't mean it's not there. 
How many tongue talkers would say there's huge benefits to speaking in tongues? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't just take our word for it. Search the scripture out. But you've got to be open. And maybe you say, well, man, I talk in tongues. i got no problem with that. Yeah, but before we get through, we may get into some areas that you're not familiar with. And you've got to have the same attitude. To say, well, you know, I'm not going to try to water that down and make that a carnal thing. Just because I haven't seen it. I haven't been operating in it. i got to be open. There was a time I didn't talk in tongues either. But now I do. And every one of these other areas you need to be open to. And the beginning of it is that we hunger for them and desire them, covet them earnestly. Somebody say, I covet covet. the gifts of the Spirit. Spirit. Say it again. Close your eyes. I covet covet. the gifts of the Spirit. Spirit. Say it again. I covet covet. the gifts of the Spirit. That's another way of saying I covet God. I want all of God in my life. I want all the ways the Holy Spirit moves and manifests himself. Everything he does, I want it. Any ways he would move, I want it. I want it. I'm hungry for it. What if it's a way you've never experienced? Good. Bring it on. What if it's new to you? What if it's brand new to you? Good. I'm not foolish enough to think I've known it all, seen it all, done it all. When the Bible says, calls us little children in 1 John, you know why? Because even the oldest of us, that's what we are to him. Little ones. I mean, we're so young. We're so wet behind the ears. So he said spiritual. Go to the 11th chapter now. 1 Corinthians 11. Here he talks about, without me getting into it, he talks about prophesying. Everybody say prophesying. And he gives them instructions about prophesying. This is in the 11th chapter. And then by the end of the 11th chapter, this is our communion passage that we use. And the bread and the wine. And ends up talking about the body of the Lord. Can you see it? Are you with me? The body of the Lord. And that's what he flows into chapter 12 with. You with me so far? He talked about being spiritual versus being carnal. He talked about prophesying and he talked about the body of the Lord. And chapter 12, verse 1, what does he say? Now concerning spiritual gifts is added by the translators, but it you see it in other places. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. How ignorant do you think we are? About what he told us not to be ignorant of. (laughs) Boy, as I begin to contemplate this series, it began to dawn on me in an increasing fashion just how ignorant we really are of this. I'm talking about us. I'm not talking about people that don't even believe in it. I'm talking about us. Certainly they're ignorant of it. They don't even believe in these things. When the Lord says, I don't want you to be ignorant about this. Why would he say it? Because unless you wake up and get with the program, you are going to be ignorant about this. Why? Why? Does the enemy want to keep us in the dark about this? Does he work to uh, cause confusion 
or to cause people to get offended about something or somebody get in a ditch on one side and other people pull away lest they're identified with that. And, and the whole overall effect is that people get out of it and they're ignorant of it. So believe with me. Let's stir ourselves up. Let's set our faith. We, of course, you know we won't get to everything tonight. But let's set our faith that we're not going to be ignorant about these things. The Lord's going to teach us. Say it out loud. The Lord's going to teach us. We're going to learn about the gifts of the Spirit. They're going to become real to us. We're going to become familiar with them. And how many know we're not talking about waiting until church service? We're just talking about your life. Can you have the gifts of the Spirit in operation Monday morning, driving to work? Hmm? Yes, you can. Can you have the gifts of the Spirit in manifestation, combing your hair on a Wednesday morning? Can you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's not just for services. It's for life. For life. He said, concerning spirituals, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant. God doesn't want us ignorant of this area. There's a whole lot of things in life. He probably don't care whether you're ignorant of it or not. Some things you need to be ignorant of. All kind of evil stuff. People start trying to tell you about different forms of perversion and sin. You ought to be able to look at them with a blank look and go, huh? They go, I mean, you don't know what that is? You need to say, no, and I don't want to know. No, thank you. All knowledge is not good. There's knowledge of evil that you're better off without. There's a lot of things. Ain't a big deal if you're ignorant of. Somebody say, well, you're just ignorant of that. You go, yes, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> I don't want to know. But this, it's bad if we're ignorant of this, and the Lord says, I don't want you ignorant of this. Let's set out to learn. Let's believe God. Let's stay after it. What if it takes us six months? It's all right. Then we'll camp on it. We'll stay on it. We'll talk about word of knowledge, 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 word of knowledge. Until everybody in Faith Life Church knows what word of knowledge is. We'll talk about discerning of spirits. We'll talk about gifts of healings. We'll talk about them. Talk, not just define them for a minute. Let's camp on them. Right? Let's camp on them. Let's dwell on them. Let's, why? Something you strongly desire, you dwell on. I mean, if you're all excited about a car and they give you a brochure. You don't just look at the picture and throw it on the shelf, do you? Oh, don't look at me so sanctimoniously. You. What do you do? You read every word, all the color combinations, all the options. You read why? Because you're interested in it. You want it. If you want the gifts of the Spirit, that's the way you get. And more so, you want to know all about it. Say it out loud. I want to know about word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. I want to know about discerning of spirits. Gifts of healings. I want to know. I really want to know about all these. 
Get to thinking about them tonight. Think about them tomorrow. Because you won't have what you don't desire, what you don't hunger for. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they're the ones that get filled up with it. Don't they? Let's keep reading. Concerning spirituals, brethren, spiritual gifts, I would not have you ignorant. You know you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols even as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. I've heard people speak in confusing ways about this verse. And people say, well, try to say Jesus is Lord. People say, okay, Jesus is Lord. Well, that's got to be the Holy Ghost. No, keep it in context. What's he talking about? Spiritual gifts. You can take a man or woman sleeping on the street, speaking the vilest, most vulgar language you ever heard, and say, I'll give you $100 if you say Jesus is Lord. They'll say it. He said, no, I want you to stand up and say it with feeling. They will. (laughs) Does that mean that's the Holy Ghost? No. 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 Then what's it talking about? He's talking about gifts of the Spirit. And if you'll notice down just a few more verses here, part of the gifts of the Spirit are utterance, speaking gifts. There's revelation gifts. There's power gifts, and there's speaking gifts. In Revelation, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning the spirits, by these you can supernaturally see and know things that there's no other way you could know. By gifts of healings and working the miracles and special faith, power of God can be manifested to do things that no human could do. And by tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy, you can speak things out by inspiration. Didn't come out of your head. It's spiritual. Somebody say spiritual. Can you see again and again? All of these are what? All of these are spiritual, not natural. They're spiritual. Now, they're manifest through natural beings, but they're spiritual. They're spiritual in origin and source. They're spiritual in makeup. They're spiritual in effect. Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. The gifts of the Spirit. So when he says nobody can say, nobody would say Jesus is accursed by the Spirit of God. What's he talking about specifically? Gifts of the Spirit. Prophecy. Tongues and interpretation. Nobody's going to get up and say, thus saith the Lord. And try to say something negative and bad about Jesus. And that was the Holy Ghost. Right? No way. And how many know that no demon inspiring a man or woman is going to have them saying Jesus is Lord? (laughs) Somebody's anointed by the uh, a devil and they're speaking anointed by the enemy they are not going to say anything about the lordship of Jesus you can count on that so not natural spiritual 
But there's more to this besides the gifts of the Spirit are going to magnify and glorify Jesus. All the gifts of the Spirit are going to proclaim and magnify His Lordship. That He is Lord over all. Spiritual. And one way you can tell, and sometimes people just do it out of ignorance, they see some value in these things and they're hungry for it, and they see somebody do something and they try to duplicate it, and it's flesh. It's just flesh. They, uh, you can prophesy in the flesh. Are y'all with me now? You can try to exercise some of these gifts in the flesh, and the resulting effect is that it only draws attention to you. And when you see, folk, that that's primarily what they're talking about is my experience and my power and my gift and how God uses me and me and me, then that's just flesh. That's just them. And there are people who are trying to do things in these areas, and it's not God. And if you know the Holy Ghost, you must well, how can I tell? If you'll pay attention for a while. It's going to be more and more obvious to you. When it really is the Holy Ghost and he manifests, powers manifested, revelation comes, words are spoken by anointing, Jesus is glorified. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus is exalted. Jesus is glorified. Jesus is magnified. And you see people, you know, their biggest emphasis is, what's my gift? What's my gift? Wrong. Wrong. What's my gift? Your focus is where? On you and your gift. Wrong. I believe it was Brother Smith Wigglesworth who said this. Somebody asked him about what gifts he had. Well, this is a man God used to raise people from the dead. Amazing things. And he said, you know, I don't know whether it's better to say I'm used in this or that gift or just to stay full of the Holy Ghost so he can use you any way he wants to, anytime. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just aware of God. And a lot of times, gifts of the Spirit have manifested, and people didn't call them that. How many would rather have a nice label on an empty can? <laughs> or something in the can and no label? Which would you rather have? Something in the can. Something in there. Some substance. If we didn't call it the right name, it's not that big of a deal as long as it happened. (laughs) And we've been in a generation, word and faith, charismatic folk, that have been, because of the world around us, a lot of intellectualism. And teaching, we've had teaching, 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 and that's good, but you have to watch about becoming heady. And so you got people that's got reams of notes and the definitions of the gifts, but no experience in the actual manifestation of the Spirit. 
Well, what good is that? <laughs> well, it's not much good. Where does it begin, though? Desire. What are we supposed to get tonight off of this? Desire. You don't have to wait till you know a lot more or have more experience in it to start right now, right here, tonight, going, I'm hungry for it. This is something I'm going to get on and I'm going to stay on. I'm going to still be on at the end of the year. I'm going to still be on it next year. I'm on this. This is a lifelong deal. I am not willing to just live a natural, carnal, mental life. I am a spiritual being of a spirit God. The Holy Spirit is in me and lives around me and on me. And I'm going to live a spiritual life. That is not the same as flaky and weird. A lot of people think if I'm spiritual, that's going to be bizarre and strange. No, 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 no. Don't get your mind on that. These things can come so naturally to you that you'll dismiss them and not pay attention to them. That's why we got to hunger for them and desire them and be keeping ourselves aware of them because when they're manifested is when we act on them. When we yield to him and act on his promptings and leadings, that's when these things are manifested to their full extent. And it's no reason why there's such a small manifestation because millions don't even believe in the Holy Spirit's Present day ministry in their life. Millions don't even believe in speaking in tongues. Which is the doorway into this. Others millions speak in tongues. But then they think they've arrived. Because they spoke in tongues one time. Not realizing that was the opening of the door. (laughs) And then millions. Know about them. Got books about them. Heard about them. Can rattle off the definition to you. But no experience in it. Or hardly any. And here's the problem. No hunger for them either. Content just to know about them. And to feel superior. Because you know the definition. Oh we're charismatic. (laughs) What does that mean? I got a book. I went to a charismatic seminar. (laughs) Where. We believe in the gifts. Well, how many just want to believe in prosperity? Or you actually like to live in some? How about believing in healing or actually having some healing? That's experience some healing, right? Well, not just believing in the gifts of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, operating in, living in this until it becomes to us like a fish in the water, like a bird in the sky. Can you say amen? Can you say glory to God? Say it out loud. I'm hungry. I desire the gifts of the Spirit. I want to know about the ways of the Holy Spirit. I'm hungry. I'm going to be hungry tomorrow. And the next day, I will live a spiritual life. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. And the wonderful thing about it is most people are much closer to it than they think they are. Just a few adjustments. There's some things already there. There's some things that this is how it's going to work. A lot of these things, as we progress through them, you're going to sit there and go, I know that. Is that what that is? You mean that thing I've been ignoring for the last three months. That's the Holy Ghost. Yes. 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 So many, just a few small adjustments. And instead of ignoring things, you're going to start responding to them. And it's going to change your life. I said it's going to change your life. Because as long as you ignored it, nothing else followed. That was the end of it. But when you acknowledge and respond and act on, then here's going to come part two and three and four and five and six, and something's going to open up to you. Somebody say, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's read about them. I think we can close with this, but let's read about them and get a little bit more excited. He said, verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the what? Same Holy Spirit, same Spirit. Are there more than one gift? Different differences of gifts. And that's what we need to find out about, is the different gifts, different ways the Holy Spirit moves. And manifest himself. So we recognize it. Verse uh, 6. There are diversities. Excuse me. Verse 5. Differences of administrations. Now that's where we get the word for ministries. From. And also the word for service. Service. Is the Holy Spirit interested. In our service teams. These are ministries. I said they're ministries. It blesses me. Have to remind myself to not say I'm proud. When y'all, so many of our guests come and visitors come and man, parking lot team, usher team, hospitality team, children's team, all these teams. Just love these people and receive them like their long lost family and minister to them. Make them feel important and valuable because they are. And bless them and treat them like they're important. Treat them like they're royalty. And uh, Phyllis and I have heard this hundreds and hundreds of times. People go, man, your people, they're just wonderful. They just... They're just amazing. How did you get them to do this? I said, well, no, no, it's not me. It's not us. I said, this is their ministry. And they take their ministry seriously. See, millions just go, well, we help out at the church, you know, one Tuesday a month when we can. And to them, it's a side thing. Not even a significant part of their life to any degree. Something they do if they can as they can. And everybody just fall, fall over backwards if they show up. And go glory to God. 
this is wrong. I said, this is wrong. This is important. Jesus is the Lord over all the ministries and services in the body of Christ. His Lordship is being exercised through the oversight of all the ministries. Think about who you're under. The head of the church. Say it out loud. I take my ministry seriously. I take my service to the Lord. And to his people. Seriously. Nothing's more important to me. No natural job. No natural hobby. No natural thing. Nothing is more important to me. Than my ministry. My service. It's sad that millions and millions of Christians have no service to the Lord to speak of. None. They think just being a believer. If I believe in God, that's all there is to it. No. It's the beginning. I said it's the beginning. You come down. You get saved. You get born again. You know you're not going to hell. You should also get filled with the Spirit. Right? You think, glory to God, I'm full of power. I can be a witness. Yeah. Now go to work. Get to work. Find the church. Find the ministry. Our ministries that you're supposed to be a part of. And get to work. Get to it. Get to it. Get to it. People get mad just hearing a preacher like me say that. Don't they? We've gotten letters and ugly grams. And go, well, I just want to come and sit. Leave me alone. Hey, it's between you and the Lord. But I'm telling you, how many that are involved in some kind of service and ministry to the Lord, you would say it is an enriching part of your life. It is, you wouldn't want to go back to being without it. And there are many different kinds of service and ministry, but the same Lord. And what else? Read the rest of it. And there are differences of operation But it's the same God which works all in all. The way it all operates comes back to the wisdom and depth and power of God. The way he makes this whole thing work is just amazes you continually. Doesn't it? He said, let's read about him. These are the things you're hungry for. Stand up with your Bible. I said, these things we're about to read, these manifestations and gifts of the Spirit, these are the things that you are hungry for. You're hungry for these. You want them more than any natural thing that you got on your vision list. You want these. You want to know about these. And you're not going to stop till you do. The manifestation. Of the Spirit is given to preachers and spiritual people. Other people just come sit on the seat. Who can expect to have a manifestation of the Spirit in their life? Who? Who? Every man, everybody, every child of God, every believer. Everybody in the family of God should be expecting, should be yielding to, should be having manifestations of the Spirit. 
Everybody. Every man. Every man. To one, verse 8, is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Everybody say, word of wisdom. Come on, say it like it's a wonderful thing. Word of wisdom. Is it a wonderful thing? Glory to God, word of wisdom. Word of wisdom. To another what? Word of knowledge. Somebody says, what is it? We'll be talking about it. But you can believe right now it's wonderful. Can't you? If it's God, if it's a gift from God, and he says you ought to covet this earnestly, then that's enough said. That's enough said for you to go, i got to have me some word of knowledge. Got to get me some of that word of wisdom. Whatever it is, I want to. How many know you can trust God? You can trust God. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to give you something bad. Two, another, verse 9, faith by the same Spirit. So he said, we all got faith. Well, then why would he say to another? Now, see, he's talking about something else. He's talking about a manifestation of faith beyond what another verse calls common faith. Well, I get excited about this one just thinking about it. I mean, when this is in manifestation, you know ahead of time what God's going to do. And it's almost like you can't doubt it. It's like you dare somebody to doubt it. <laughs> and you say it and it happens. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to wait. About talking about it. Let me give you a real quick example of this. You've been standing. You've been believing God. You've been feeding your faith. Months have turned into years. And you're just tired. You're just tired of the whole thing. And you feel like you just can't go on. You feel like you just can't believe God. And all at once the Holy Ghost comes on you. And stands you up. And you feel about 15 feet tall on the inside. And it comes up in you like a roaring lion. And you go, such and such in Jesus' name. And it happens. These things happen. There's examples of them in the Bible happening. They happen. This is something beyond your faith that you walk in on a daily basis. I think it's amplified because it's special faith, doesn't it? Special. Somebody say yes. yes. And yes. 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 <laughs> I'll take three. <laughs> to another what? The gifts of healings. And both of these are in the plural. I know it's not in the King James, but in the original it is. Gifts, plural, of healings, plural. It's God's will to heal all. And anybody can believe they received by faith. But this is something else. This is something beyond that. This is a gift. All of these are gifts. Gifts mean, sometimes that same word translated free gift. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. You didn't merit it. God gave you something. And oh, it's precious. And it's beyond you. It's spiritual. To another, what? Verse 10. What? Working of miracles. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? 
Somebody say working. 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 Why would it be working? Because you're involved. There's something you do that God works with. And a miracle happens. What's a miracle? A miracle is something beyond the natural order of things. Something beyond the laws of nature. A miracle. I've seen some of these things. Glory to God. I mean, you looked at it, and quicker than you could blink your eye, it was different. And you thought, huh? I know that was there. I know that was that way. And you almost have to say, were you imagining that? Miracle. Somebody say miracle. Miracles. Do you believe in miracles? To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Don't get spooky about that. All of these are good. It didn't say discerning of devils. What did it say? Spirits. God's a spirit. The Holy Spirit's a spirit. Jesus is a spirit. Angels are spirits. Demons are spirits. Humans are spirits. Discerning of spirits. What else? Divers are just kinds of tongues. Some say, well, it's, you know, some have the gift of tongues and some don't. No, 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 no. All can speak with tongues. Every believer can and should. It's available. This is something else. This is different kinds. Why I need to say different kinds of tongues if it were just tongues, just say tongues. To some tongues. No, to some what? Different kinds of tongues. You can be praying along in tongues. You can be speaking along in tongues. And the Holy Ghost can do something. And there's a different tongue. Different anointing. A different way. And what else? Interpretation. Of tongues. I'm so excited about this. There's folk right here. There's folk standing right here. You've never interpreted a tongue. And you're about to. I just know it in my spirit. Soon, it won't be long. You'll be in your house praying right by yourself and you'll be praying out some things in tongues and then you'll interpret it. And it's going to help you out. And what else? All these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit dividing unto special ones. Huh? Preachers that are really tuned up. Who? Every man. See, he just got through saying that, didn't he? Didn't he just get through saying verse 7? Back up to verse 7. Back up to verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Verse 11. All these works that one and self-same Spirit dividing to. How many know if the Bible says at one time it's true? Why would he say it again? He wants it to have an an impact on you. How many can expect these kind of things? How many can live in these kind of things? Operate in these kind of things? Every man. Every individual. Every person. Every person. All these work that one in the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally or individually. Not everybody's going to have the same thing. But everybody can expect something. 
And one will have this kind of manifestation. Another will have this kind of different manifestation. Another will have this different one. Another might have two of these. Another might have three of these, but not these two. But everybody can have something. Supernatural. Spiritual. Somebody say, I will have. I will have different ones of these manifestations in my life as he wills. I'll have them. I will live a spiritual life. I will have the Holy Spirit working in my life. I'll have it. Glory to God. Put up your hands and thank Him. Father, we worship You. We glorify You. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.